Welcome to The Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of The Fade Route with DNZ. I am Z, coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado, reflecting a little bit on a pretty wild week one and a good start to week two. But without any further ado, here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes, the last quarterback in St. John's history, flight crew through and through. What's going on, D? What's shaking, man? Uh, not much, not much. Hanging in there. You know, you know what else is hanging today? Joe Burrow's arm. <laughs> attempts. Oh my goodness. attempts for the guy in his second game as a pro. Kevin Stefanski, eat your heart out, guy. You, uh, yeah, you want to talk about a wide open passing game? That is definitely going to be it. Yeah. Easily, what, 75% of their offensive snaps was him throwing the ball. And 35 to 30 in favor of the Browns. And I don't even know if it was that close, man. I mean, but, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't know much about Kevin Stavansky. I think he spent most of his time with the Minnesota Vikings over the last couple of years. Not a big proven track record, in my opinion. Um you know, I, I I wasn't really impressed with the scheme of the game. They did put up 30 points. So, you know, and, and Burrow did not turn the ball, ball over. Three touchdowns. He completed a little... He completed more than 50% of his passes. So, and he spread the ball around, too. Boyd got in the action. Sample got in the action. Higgins got in the action. Both tight ends got in the action. A.J. Green was targeted, I think, over 10 times, but he only had three receptions. And we had a Giovanni Bernard signing. <laughs> when was the last time Giovanni Bernard touched the ball in an NFL game? It's amazing that guy still has a job. It's unbelievable. I was waiting for Jeremy Hill to come out. <laughs> Jeremy, I think Jeremy Hill was saying stuff on Twitter about the Bengals and playing again. Oh my good. Well, I mean, Gio Bernard was definitely one of the touchdown vultures and whenever he was available in fantasy, I would always pick him up. It was Well, I think my- his first couple of years, he was like a PPR monster. But then, he, he just got hit way too hard. He, just, he can't play anymore, really. No. I mean, he's... It's- I, he's not going to be any serious handcuff for Mixon, but you know, when I first started in fantasy, like they were always, I always end up getting three running backs. I always end up with Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, Gio Bernard, and John Coon. Like they John were always, Coon. John Coon was always good for a one to two touchdowns a week. Like, he I don't think anybody vulture, else wanted any of those players. That's why you got them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? The, the, when I started them, I won. Because it's, it's about touchdowns. He gets touchdowns. You know that. He does. He gets touchdowns. That's the thing. But uh, you know, but overall, I, I I thought Burrow played really well. Um, he said something after the game like he's never lost two games in a row in his entire life. <laughs> clearly, clearly, uh, stud athlete there. I guess. I mean, I mean I've lost consecutive games back to back in every single sport I've ever played. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. I mean, either he's a he's a great liar, or he really is. Yeah, <laughs> he just blocked out the losses. You know, I mean, 
being on a team that's rebuilding, that's probably the best thing he could do. <laughs> he's gonna have short mean, memory. He, he's, a, he's a Bengals quarterback. Disappointment's gonna be a big part of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you that. The first text message he got was a group chat with Carson Palmer and Andy Dalton saying, Welcome to the club. I loved his face the first week when they were attempting the game tying field goal and the kicker pulled his calf on the kick. He's like, you got to be kidding me, man. Where am I? Welcome to the NFL, Joe. This is the third circle of hell. <laughs> Worse. Worse. Uh, no, but I mean, and and I don't know, maybe the Browns, I, I, I was giving the Browns a lot of credit defensively with Miles Garrett last week, but I could be wrong, you know, to, to have a rookie come in there and, and put up these kind of numbers, you know, maybe it doesn't really say a lot about Joe Burrow. Maybe it just says more about the competition. He was playing Cleveland on a short week. He didn't look this great against the Chargers. I mean, he definitely looked good. But then when you think back to, like, Jameis Winston's first games, Marcus Mariota's first games, like, those guys those guys lit it up in their first couple of games. So, yeah. you know, maybe – you know, maybe this was just a, you know, taking advantage of a short week. Um, but there, yeah, you were right. The people were running wide open. like Unbelievable. But you know what? That That's also probably a product of no real structured camp. I mean, you're just doing, you know, you're really not getting into it where you're hitting, you know? And yeah. we even saw that with Houston and Kansas City going back to week one. Hitting is not happening right now. And you know, to make I mean, matters worse, I think, I mentioned, Burrow, I, think okay. I mentioned Steph, Steve, Kevin Stefanski before. I meant to say uh, Taylor. He's the the coach of the the of the um, Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, but I guess Stefanski was on the other side. He put a pretty good game plan together. I believe he's still the offensive coordinator for the team. He's calling the plays, and he spread it around a little bit. You know, uh, Odell got that big uh, touchdown, and you know, Kareem Hunt was running wild, and you know, Chubb was running. You know. You spread you spread the ball around like we were, our original concern was how many balls you know do you need for this team and you know if you're gonna construct a you know if you're gonna diagram plays like that and if you're gonna construct a game plan like that the Browns are tough to stop. Well, I mean one of one of the things I noticed is um, you know Baker went out there last night with something to prove. You know he went out there with a chip on his shoulder. I mean he was 16 of 23, which isn't great. He had a little bit over 200 yards. Two touchdowns, still turned over the ball. I was more impressive with their run game. I mean, through two games, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, 234 yards and four touchdowns. That's a, I mean, if you can run the ball like that, you know, you're going you're gonna to open things up for Landry, Odell. A little disappointed in Austin Hooper. He doesn't seem like he's getting into the rhythm. He's really getting in there. I thought he was going to be really good for them, considering how well he played in Atlanta, but... I mean, at the end of the day, these two teams are really battling for who's the third best team in the division, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it's clearly, to me, it's clearly Baltimore and Steelers division. I'd be hard-pressed to, to think anybody could challenge those two. Maybe Cleveland could challenge the Steelers, but um, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, you know, it is, you know, it really is a battle for third place, and – I'm just sick and tired of the Browns and Baker Mayfield. It's just like, you know, they beat up on bad teams and they puff their chest out like a look at us. 
And then when they got when they face a real team like Baltimore, <laughs> they get their asses kicked. Well, let's so, be real. I mean, the, they were supposed to win last night. All right, let's not crown anybody. You know, the champion of Ohio. I mean, they they were supposed to win that game. Um, and even you know, Miles Garrett, one sack. That's it. Yeah. Give up thirty points to the Bengals. Come on, it's true. This is, this is a game they should have won. They should have single handedly won. And it was, I mean, it came down to the end, really. <clears throat> Honestly, the the best football team in the state of Ohio was probably the Ohio State Buckeyes. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, as far as Austin Hooper, yeah, he's still feeling his way. But even last year, once they brought in Beckham, that kind of marginalized the tight ends. Because Njoku didn't have the number of targets, didn't have nearly the success he had in the, his second year coming out of Miami. And... You know, it's just spreading the ball around. Like, he's just going to have to wait to get his. And if there's going to come a time when teams are going to scheme against Landry or they're going to scheme against Beckham, and Hooper is going to have a big game. It's just – Or you know, or they're going to run the ball like they're running it. I mean, they're running it effectively, efficiently. I mean, it, it, Chubb, looked, Chubb looked great last night. Kareem Hunt was a great compliment. Um, I was a little worried because Kareem Hunt's on my fantasy team and in two quarters he had no points. But then, you know, things started to brighten up a bit. But um, no, last game, last, that was a the game they should have won. Um, they played well. Let's see where it goes from here. I'm not going to say, you know, people were really giving Baker a hard time before the game last night. And, you know, I think, I think we were trying to give this guy too much credit, okay? Because at the end of the day, he flourished in the system at Oklahoma, but who doesn't? Okay, um, he's got he's got a Heisman, right? He's a Heisman winner. He does have a yeah, he, yeah. He's a Heisman winner, but you know he's he's still a short guy. He's a small guy. Um, he's playing in Cleveland. I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. He's not Russell Wilson. He's not Drew Brees. He's Baker Mayfield. This is who he is, you know, because really they surrounded him with a lot of weapons. They surrounded him with a sturdy line. He should be able to play at a high level. Should be. You know, this is all those progressive commercials. He's got, he's got the swagger uh, that he thinks he has. So he's got to go out there and play. What was the biggest surprise to you this, this past weekend? Well, Honestly, I don't really have one whole team as the biggest surprise. But for me, one of the biggest surprises was that the Minnesota defense did not show up. Like wow. that team, like that, that defense just got shredded. They got embarrassing. embarrassing. And as far as offense, got to be Gardner Minshew, man. Like we, to- I, I personally, I will. Well, I think I torched him. Said it. We both said we were yeah. like. Oh, they're tanking. Colts are rolling. And what happens? Gardner Mishy goes out there. I think he only threw like one or two incomplete passes. It, and it might have been a throwaway. I it didn't might have been a throwaway. Yeah. I was, yeah, I, I, that, that to me was the biggest surprise watching the Jags come from behind yeah. and win that game. Uh, unreal. You know, I was not, I did not see that coming. And... I'll give you, but I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some, you know, credit with the Minnesota Vikings defense because I really thought they were going to be lights out this year. But then I remembered they lost 
They lost a lot of secondary players. Yeah. They lost their corners. They they lost, I think, uh, Griffin. I think he went to go play for the Cowboys. I don't think he's, he's on, there. Yeah, he's on the Cowboys. So, you know, I'll give him a little bit of a break. But, you know, but I thought they were going to win that game. I thought they would at least play better. I yeah. thought they were going to – I mean, they were playing the Packers, but they were playing the Packers at home. So, I thought – not that there's a crowd noise, but they usually play them well at home. But, yeah, it was nowhere to be seen. I mean, there's good surprises and there's bad surprises, and there was a couple of both. And, you know, uh, as far as your biggest surprise, I mean, are you – you're on the uh, the Jaguars and the, um, the Vikings train, or was there anybody else that kind of stood out to you? No, I think the, for me, the biggest surprise was really, you know, the Jags beating the Colts, but also how the Colts played. I thought, I really thought Philip, I mean, Philip Rivers had a decent day, but I, I thought they were going to play better. I thought defensively, I thought their defense was going to be solid. I thought he was going to put up numbers with that, with that backfield. I know Marlon back got hurt, but I was on the JT train already anyway. Yeah. Uh, Paris Campbell, actually, I think he outpaced or he matched. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, which which was pretty impressive. Um, I just thought I, you know, they like I said, they were my AFC Championship pick. I, I think they'll be in the championship game. So I was just a bit surprised that they got beat by the Jaguars. I mean, all in all, what we think the Jaguars may have three or four wins this year, and they picked one of them up already. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're gonna punch somebody in the mouth, week one is the week you're gonna punch somebody in the mouth. Week one, week seventeen, true. Those are the true. ones that you're gonna do that. That's true. As far as, I mean, biggest disappointment easily for me was the Colts. You know, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted as to the result, mostly because, you know, I'm giving the Jaguars credit, but the Colts got to have that game, man. I mean, with the, with the team that they have assembled, like they got to have that game, but chalk it up to week one, you know? I think my biggest disappointment was Carson Wentz and the Eagles. (laughs) Like, what the hell happened? They were crushing them. The Redskins were the dead skins. They were dead in the wall. They're not the Redskins anymore, right? The Washington football team? Yeah. The Washington football team was dead in the water. This guy comes out, throws two picks, fumbles the ball, lets them back into the game. Like, what are you doing? Eight sacks? The Eagles gave up eight sacks. His QBR was 20. His QBR was 20. You know, honestly, for me, that's not a disappointment. And not just because I picked that game. I mean, I just, I don't believe in Carson Wentz. You know, I, he's just, he's overrated. You know, he's right up there with Baker Mayfield in terms of, of most overrated. Yeah, but I, I, I figured if he would have a lead, right? He's been in the league long understand what you do and what you don't do with a lead. And how to keep a lead and be a leader. And be, you know, the number two or the number three overall pick in the draft or whatever he was. But this is looking like a disaster. Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised Philly's not on fire right now. Like, I'm surprised the people in that town haven't burned down the stadium. Well, they still have the Phillies. So until they're eliminated, they're, you know, kind of holding out hope for that. And once that happens, then if they keep it up the way they're keeping it up, it's going to be a long year in Philly. But... One thing that I do find intriguing, a little news just came across the wire here. They tried out, the Eagles did, they tried out Devontae Freeman. I saw that. I saw yeah. that too. So I'm wondering, what does this but, mean for Miles I mean, Sanders and Boston Scott? Yeah, I mean, but the other thing, Zach Ertz 
look who's looking for a contract extension. Three receptions, 18 yards on seven targets. Like, what? 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 But, yeah, I mean, I, is that are they bringing in Devonta Freeman just to shake some cages? Is Sanders hurt? Maybe he's still hurt. Maybe. You know? I don't know what his numbers – I don't know off the top of my head what his numbers were last week, but maybe he's still hurt. Scott, I mean, you got to do something. I mean, this is – I mean, I'm not saying you got to pull the fire alarm, but – No. I mean, after week one, you're bringing Devontae Freeman – at least for at least for a workout and it might just be a rattle the cages move you know it's like in that movie miracle when you know they brought in those other guys and it was completely a red herring just to get the guy you know just to rattle the cages and it you know like it may work or it may not work it really like Doug Peterson knows his room so I think He'll they got the Rams. They have the Rams coming to town this weekend, right? Yeah, the Rams are coming to yep. their place to play. Yep. So that's gonna be a tough game. That's not. A, that's not a give me. Oh, like, an- you want to talk about another biggest surprise? Malcolm Brown. Oh yeah. my goodness, where did that game come from? Yeah, and you wonder if they knew about this all along. If this is the reason why they got rid of Todd Gurley, you draft Acres, you have Henderson. And you got this guy who can pound the rock and pound the football. He looked great. I really like the way Akers looked, but you can't hate the way Malcolm Brown played. I mean, and they're they're a complimentary football team. Like their run game really sets up their pass. They don't have the best wide receivers, but you're gonna have to respect this. You're gonna have to respect this guy. Speaking of wide receivers, Robert Woods just got paid today too, and she's like, "Where are they finding this money?" And it just yeah. it's. Is that you mean you paid Goff, you paid Ramsey, you paid Woods? I think you paid Cup. Like, how about Darnold? Uh, not Darnold, Arnold. Um, oh, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Aaron yes, Donald. thank you. Aaron I forgot Donald. about him. He got paid. But okay, that's five, six guys. So five stadium, baby. <laughs> Apparently, and you know what? With those guys, they will be contenders in the NFC for years to come. It's just how are you going to build around them? And speaking of the NFC contenders, Tom Brady. So, so what's so what is the word for Brady's performance on Sunday? Expected. Expected. Expected okay. for me. My word is meh. Yeah. Meh. His mean, performance was meh. Yeah, he showed some flashes. He showed he wasn't on. He wasn't on the same page with Mike Evans on that one pick. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. The the uh, pick six to Jack Rabbit was pretty bad too. Yeah. But you can't listen. You can't expect forty three year old Tom Brady to take a snap from the left hash and throw it out on the right side of the field. And I'm not defending him. I'm not defending him. I'm a big Tom Brady fan, as you know. I'm not defending him. He didn't play his best. But come on, Bruce Arians. Like, come on, BA. Like, really? That's that's the play you're calling? And what's up with Scotty Miller? Who's Scotty Miller? Why is Scotty Miller getting the ball more than Gronk, Evans, and Godwin? What is that about? I mean, if you believe what you're told, and I don't necessarily believe what I'm told, Scotty Miller and Brady have really good chemistry in camp. 
and he's a slot receiver. What does and that mean? He's on the Alex Guerrero plan over there? Maybe he might be on the TB12 and he's eating the avocado ice cream and he's sworn off strawberries. I mean, I don't know what that means. but What's his deal with receivers under six feet tall? He's got big, tall trees to throw to now, and now he's throwing a Scotty Miller coming out of the backfield and coming coming out of the slot. Well, the, the only thing I can think of is that, like Edelman and like Welker, he was a college quarterback, and he's just – you know, trying to make it in this league. And, you know, Brady's about that charity life, man. You know, he's a philanthropist at heart. The one thing I, the one thing I will say is if you do, and it's, it, this is all what ifs, obviously, and it doesn't really mean anything. But if you do take away the pick six, it is a closer game and it's a more manageable situation. Um, but, it, you know, it, I think it's going to be a learning process. I think they're going to get better, better as the season goes on. I think Bruce Arians said, you know, this is round one of a 16-round fight. So I can get on board with that. Um, I just – I wasn't a big fan of the play calling. Um, I think they need to pound the ball more. Like, you've got four backs or three three active backs that are, are very talented. Let's pound the football. Agreed. And, and uh, then let's, let's try to throw the ball downfield because then people are going to be running wide open. Um, yeah, but you know what the, the issue is with that? You just described the New England Patriots game plan. Bruce Arians doesn't do that. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But, you know, he does like throwing the ball deep. But I'm pretty sure, you know, even when he was in Pittsburgh, he they ran the ball. And even when they were when he was in Indianapolis, they ran the ball. He was he was in Arizona when David Johnson was there. So he's got some history with running the ball and getting the ball to the backs. But, you know. You made the Saints defense look like world beaters, and I don't, I don't really think they're that great. And you made them look really good. But then again, where was the Tampa defense? Why aren't they out there stopping people? Mike Thomas got hurt in the game, and, and, and Drew Brees is just slinging it around. Al, Alvin Kamara running all over the place. Like, where where was the Tampa Bay defense? Where, where was Shaq Barrett? Where's JPP? I think JPP had one sack, I think, maybe. I think he did, yeah. I mean, Tampa, they didn't show up. Like, plain and simple, they just didn't show up. But credit to Drew Brees, credit to the the Saints, because you know what? They took advantage of it, and the moment was not too big for them. But now, now, now this week, Tampa has Carolina coming to town. So what do you expect there? I'm expecting, uh, I don't know, honestly. I mean, the Panthers, I picked them last week to beat the Raiders. It was close. They showed a lot of moxie. They showed a lot of fight, but I don't. Uh, I don't think Tom Brady is going to take this line down, and he's going to take his frustrations out on that Carolina Panther defense, which is terrible. He's gonna. He's gonna pull the old, the old uh, Joe Burrow. Ah, uh, don't lose two games in a row. I can't remember the last time Tom lost two in a row. The other thing is with Tom is. Uh, this is this I think was like his third game in a row of throwing a pick six. I read that stat somewhere. He's yeah. like got the he's got the record going right now for the longest streak of uh, pick sixes. Actively. Oh jeez, yeah. Well, I mean, that one was just it, it was a bad one. Like I mean, he's when he throws them. I mean, it's not like Daniel Jones where Bud Dupree's is uh, Bud Dupree is on him. And he hits his arm as he throws, and he throws, and you know, we pull, we call that as giant fans, we call that a full Eli. <laughs> hit as he throws, and just floating up there for anybody to to get. 
but that but was how, just. But how about how about after the game or after the days after the game, BA kind of throwing Tom under the bus he needs to show some more grit. Tom Brady needs to show more grit. How many Super Bowl rings you got, BA? What? Tom Brady needs to show more grit. Okay. And he he uh he didn't agree with some of the calls, the line. It's like I don't think we agree with some of the calls in the huddle. Yeah. So with that, Brady's trying to be a team player. I get it. At the same time, he's you know, Arians is trying to win that locker room by doing what Belichick did. Belichick coached Brady hard, and that allowed everybody else to kind of fall in line. Because if he can remount Brady, it was like Popovich and Duncan. Popovich rode Tim Duncan in practice, and that's how he got everybody else to buy in. Listen, he listen, he definitely coached Tom hard in Foxborough, but I don't remember Bill ever calling him out. And then Bill is doing the flip side with Newton right now, giving him all the praise in the world yeah. as uh, they get ready to go to Seattle for Sunday night. And facing the underrated Russell Wilson. Who, yeah. who in there? Belichick running? saying he's the best at the position I see right now. Well, that's some that's some high praise for that for Russell Wilson. Oh, we're on to Cincinnati. It's code, man. It's complete and utter code. Ridiculous. So who so who wins this week? New England or Tampa? Oh man. I'm taking Tampa this week. Yeah. Yeah. New England, it's too you know, Seahawks, it's too hard of a, a test. Unless they're going to be running something else. Because if they're going to run what they're running against the Dolphins, they're going to get killed. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to go over those those uh, RPOs. And they're going to they're gonna go headhunting on Cam really early if that's the game, if that's the game you want to play. This is the game you got Jamal Adams for. If yeah. you're Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – it, yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I think he's, I think they got their hands full with the NFC West. If you want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd let's uh let's change gears a little bit let's talk about um the nuggets and the lakers in the western conference finals uh that's a shocker hey los (laughs) angeles you at least have one team in so that's good you know good good job on that i Uh, mean i don't i don't want to i don't want to spend that much time on the clippers but man those guys were exhausted. They were exhausted. They had no lift in their jump shots. Everything was falling short. They were shot. Um, young I legs, man. Of- That's the beauty part of the Denver Nuggets. They have young legs, and they don't know any better yet. This is the farthest they've ever been. So they're going to uh, get tested. I, I agree with that to a certain extent, but I really think this is a product also of the bubble. Like Because they're playing every other day, there's no travel involved. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling me that if this game was played in LA, that they still would have won by that much points. I don't know, man. I don't know if the series goes seven games and I don't know if they beat them. Like, I really do like the bubble. I think it just, it puts everything on an even playing field. It's like the best team is going to come out. And that's the whole thing. 
at the end of the day, the Nuggets were the better team. Like, they're the better team. At, you know, because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are essentially playing the same position. They're both small forwards, okay? Yeah. So, you got Jamal Murray playing like Jordan. I think he. I think some of the things he did in this last series or in this playoffs are Jordan-esque. And you got Jokic, uh, who is just unbelievable. Like, for a big guy doing what he does. He can pass, man. That, that's he unbelievable. And he can, he can run through the offense. Um, he's got to probably get a little bit better at moving his feet on defense, but he can stroke the three too. Um, but you know, let's talk about their next series. Uh, I think, I think the Lakers are going to clip these guys in five. You know, the Lakers are not the Clippers, you know? So I think, uh, I think the Lake show is going to get rid of these guys pretty quickly. I don't know. Depth is going to be an issue. Because Avery Bradley's not there, and it's going to come come into question a little bit for me. But you can't, I can't see the Nuggets winning. You know, no. I, I just, I can't put it in my mind's eye. You have Anthony Davis. It would be a great LeBron. story. It would be a great Rondo. story. Oh, it would be a fantastic story. It would be a Absolutely. great story. But I just, I can't, I can't see. You know, who's going to stop LeBron? Like, I could totally see Danny Green playing on. Uh, Murray, and I can even see LeBron playing on Murray. And, you know, I can't, I can't see anybody stopping LeBron in this series. And, I mean, especially he's so close on both ends of the floor. I mean, LeBron is going to take over because you know he's an elite defender. In addition to being an elite scorer, that's the one thing that kind of gets lost sometimes. That LeBron James plays some lockdown defense when he, he does. wants to, and somebody and people try to. People try to give him a hard time that, you know, he's lazy on defense and that he comes from behind you and he blocks, he blocks shots, but he hustles, man. I, I don't, I don't understand how people can say that. He has some of the, the best blocks in playoff history, whether they're rundown blocks or, or not. I mean, I don't know how people can even say things like that. I don't know either, but, but for me, this is a real trial by fire for Anthony Davis. Now it's time for him to justify the trial. Oh, I think he's, and I think he's going to do a great job. I do. I really do. I think he's he's a complete player. I think uh, I, I I don't think he's going to be difficult. So let's move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. We got the Boston Celtics are already down two games to the Heat. Uh, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my guns here and say the Celtics are gonna win in seven. I just think that the Celtics uh, are a better overall team. I love Jimmy Butler. And I love I love Tyler Hero. I love all the guys on the Heat. But Boston's been building this for a while, and it I th- it all comes down to Kemba. It comes down to you know, are we going to get the Kemba Walker that we got last night, or are we going to get the Kemba Walker that only scores five points in sixty minutes? Kemba Walker has been ridiculously uneven in the in these playoffs, and they need the Kemba from Charlotte. They don't need this Kemba, but they need the Kemba from UConn. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Kemba was a killer in college, but I'm, you know what? Oh no. They need the Kemba from Rice High School. That's what they need. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with the heat, man. I mean, I was stunned by them last time, um, last time. And, you know, I'm just riding with it. Jimmy Butler is getting these guys on his back. 
and he is the he's the force. He's the driving force for this thing. And you know, the Celtics are already in a little bit of disarray. If you believe what you heard about the uh, the closed door meeting and Marcus Smart storming out in a rage, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. He should be pissed off. He should be pissed off. He should want to fight somebody. They shouldn't be down two games no. already. They don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Sorry. That's not you need you need to play up to the level of your competition and they're kicking the crap out of you right now. But hats off, I mean, that's the thing is Campbell Walker has to play better than Drogic. He can't play better than Drogic. Like that's what it's gonna come down to in the series. Drogic had like 30 points yesterday, something crazy like that. And Drogic but, he went back to the Phoenix days, man. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you. I think, I mean, I, I can see the Heat could win. Clearly, they're up two games. But Riles knows how to put a team together. Jimmy Butler is a grown man. Like, grown man, stealing the ball, passing the ball, knocking down difficult shots. Like, if you, they're, I think they're 10-1 and one in the playoffs so far. Something mm-hmm. crazy like that. But if you're talking about a storyline, this is a great storyline on how they rolled on and rolled through. This is a five seed. When was the last yeah. time a five seeds got to the NBA Finals? Off the top of my head, I don't remember. No, no, nobody. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just trying to say, like, this is the yeah. kind of thing that you get in the bubble. This is not something would happen. I don't think it would happen if there wasn't a bubble. I'm just looking forward with a glee on with a gleeful smile on my face to the next round with Lakers Heat. Jimmy Butler on LeBron James and vice versa. Right. Like, that's because, gonna be like old school playground. History ball. says history says that Jimmy Butler is one of the best defenders on LeBron James. That he's he is. And statistically, back to the Chicago days, yeah. he plays the best defense on LeBron James. So it would be interesting to see that come to fruition, but they gotta deal with this round first. Yep. And they they you know what? They can't look past their opponents like you know, maybe the Milwaukee Bucks did last round with the Miami Heat. And speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations to Giannis Antetokounmpo. You won your second consecutive MVP. Good job. Congratulations. And it's a regular season that? award. What good is that? It's and it it's, gets and you paid. Honestly, it gets it's a regular you paid. season award, and I don't even know if he really deserved it this year because his shooting was not that great and – I, you want to give him Defensive Player of the Year? I don't even think there are that many people that have won Defensive Player of the Year, and because he won Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, and and the MVP. I think he's in like some rare company. I think Jordan might be the only other guy to have done it. Um, but I I think LeBron LeBron what LeBron did this year. It's hard to not give it to him every year. And right. so the MV, the MVP award in the NBA is kind of frustrating sometimes. It's almost like the writers or the players or people try to change it up every year. Sometimes you just can't do that. You just can't. I mean, LeBron James has been, you know, if we're talking value, he's been the most valuable player since the day he stepped on the court for the Cavs. Yeah. yeah. You know? But, you know, I, I get what they want to do. I, I get their, uh, their analysis. But at the end of the day, it's totally a regular season award. That's fine, but it's not going to take the sting out of losing. Like when Dirk won the MVP and he they got smoked. Yeah. But you know what? We're going to transition out of basketball. They're, the conference finals are still going on. 
we have a Stanley Cup matchup. Now that the New York Islanders lost last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning, it was they are moving on to face the Dallas Stars. Dallas Let me tell you, that, that game between the game last night between the Islanders and the Lightning was a good game. I mean, they were they were playing so hard. Like you, in my opinion, you could see that the Lightning were a better team, but the Islanders were fighting. They had some fight. They had grit, and they were they were in it until they took it to what two overtimes? Or just one second overtime. overtime. Yep, two when uh... and you know they got ousted. But I mean that that Tampa team is good. They got a lot of good players in that team, and they don't even have Steven Stamkos right now. Right, arguably their best player. That's wild. That's wild. Uh huh. But you know what? They got Tony Ot. They got Anthony Sorelli. So good for him, you know. But the Islanders, congrats to them. They played a hell of a season. Like they're ahead of schedule, and that is the Barry Trotz factor. They emulate their team. They emulate their coach, I should say. They're gritty. They're gutty. He's a really good coach. He just really is. And the Islanders have been playing well for, what, the last three or four years now? Three seasons, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and really, ever since they lost John Tavares, it's kind of, like, opened up even more. That so, guy. that's great. Hey, you know what? He wanted to go sleep in his bed with his maple leaf sheets, and that's what happened. Good for that's you. Fine. He Good for got, you, JT. He, he got paid, too. So like, no, he totally got paid, and he got paid Canadian. So, I don't know how much that's worth compared to, uh, I don't know what the exchange rate is today. I'd have to look that up. But um, as far as the matchup goes, Dallas is a tough team, man. Kadobin's a good goaltender. Jamie Benn is, you know, he's a good, solid captain. He's been playing well lately with Radulov. Um, Essa Lindell is a very good defenseman. And you know what? They, this, these teams stack up very well together. Are you surprised Dallas made it this far? No, Dallas has been on the come for a while. I am surprised that they beat the Golden Knights, but the Golden Knights were playing Robin Leonard instead of Mark Andre Fleury. So the Golden Knights are the best expansion team in the history of sports. You just wait till <laughs> just wait until the Kraken. Just wait for that because the rules are still in place for them to draft the way that they drafted for the Golden oh, Knights. Oh, so I think we need to put a money line out on the Kraken for yeah. next season. My only thing is this. Are they going to be able to get Henrik Lundqvist to move to uh, renegotiate his no movement clause to be the number one goaltender and the inaugural goaltender in Seattle Kraken history? Imagine, that imagine. Would, and that's how he gets his cup. Imagine that's how he gets. Oh. His cup. After all that time here, imagine that's how he gets his cup. So, what, in your opinion, is going to be the key to this Stanley Cup series? Like, what is going to be able to push either Dallas to win or push the Lightning to win? Like, what's it going to take? So I think they're relatively even up front. It To me, it boils down to the offensive activity of the defensemen. So you have Shattenkirk, you have Ryan McDonough, you have Victor Sounds like Hedman. the Rangers. Is that a Ranger team? Yeah, it's the Rangers South. <laughs> they, they traded, I mean, they traded Callahan and they traded JT Miller. They let Anton, Anton Strahlman go to the Panthers. But yeah, I mean, Rangers South. So um, yeah. The Tampa Bay me, Rangers? Oh my good Tampa Bay Rangers. Yep. I actually found a hybrid logo. It was really interesting, but um, yeah, if they're going to, if they activate their defensemen and their defensemen score, it's going to be hard to stop, but 
that goes to that goes to show on the the stars too. They have a a really active defense as well, and it goes you know it goes without saying that goaltending is going to be the key. You know, is Who's Kudobin, Kudobin or Vasilevsky? Like it's a it's a toss up. You can't afford it, to have bad games. Who's going to be able to be back for this series? You know, uh, I think Stammer's actually going to be back, but um, you know what conditions he going to be in? He hasn't played, so it's kind of it might end up being like a Willis Reed kind of thing. You know, I'm just mm. going to go out for my skate and, and <laughs> see what we can do. Maybe I'll play a shift or two, but um, the the overtime games are definitely going to weigh on them. You know, like, especially you know Tampa Bay's been playing double overtimes and. I think they played a triple overtime at one point. And, you know, eventually, you know, your punch card just runs out. You just run out of gas. And you wonder, you know, is this going to be it? Or can they sustain the momentum? Because they've been the team for several years now. They've also been the biggest disappointment for several years now because they haven't – they should at least have two cups, in my opinion, based on the talent they accumulated. But – I don't know. Anything can happen in the bubble, like you said. It's very much, very yeah. Much it's hard. It's hard. Game. It's hard. Yeah. Who picked yeah. the Islanders to go this far? You know. I mean, I think the Islanders have had a solid team. Like, I don't think anybody's really surprised by that. But um, it, no. sh- it should it should be a good it should be a good Stanley Cup. A val- it should be a, a worthy Stanley Cup. It's going to be a, definitely a worthy champion this year. Absolutely. So, who are you taking, Dallas or Tampa Bay? Yeah, I'm going to take Tampa uh, in six games. I think I think they got it. I I'm gonna go Dallas in seven. That would be awesome. That would be, be interesting for uh, the two. I think two that's of the most non hockey markets. You know, like I think Dallas, Texas, and Tampa Oh my! Well, this might be the only Stanley Cup presentation where he, he doesn't, doesn't get, get booed. booed. <laughs> they gotta pipe in booze, man. They gotta. They gotta. See, he's not about that. See, Roger Goodell was a showman and. And piped in the booze during the draft. Gary Bettman doesn't want any part of that. He might not even be there. If he's there, I'll have a mask on. It'll be on video. It's like, go, just go get the go get the cup. Just go get it. Just Are we done do here? It. Are we done? All right, we're done. <laughs> All right. On the next year with Lafreniere. Let's do this. <laughs> I'm getting hungry over here. Should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're going to learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you want to cook. Eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. That's As You Eat It, available only on YouTube. A-Z, you eat it. Check it out, and let's get cooking. Um, all right, we can talk a little bit about baseball, and then we can get into our picks. Yes. Um, so, uh, Padres-Dodgers. I never thought I'd say it, but it looks like the Padres are an up-and-coming team. They are definitely an up-and-coming team. They've definitely – AJ Preller has finally delivered on – his promise to bring a contender to San Diego. I'm just, you know, I just root for, and I think you need to be humbled a little bit. You need to lose before you can win. So, I mean, and the Dodgers are perfect examples of this. How many times have they lost before yeah. they can win? So, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll so, ride with the, the Dodgers are so star studded and the Padres seem to have, a lot of talent. So 
let's let's go by category. Starting pitching, who would you tip your cap to? The Padres or the Dodgers? Ooh, that's a tough one. I, 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 I think the Padres actually have a better starting rotation. Well, here's the thing. They have a better rotation now because Walker Bueller is injured. You bring Walker oh. Bueller back, it's I would say it's even. It's even. You take it even on that. I would take okay. even on that because you have Patrick and Clevenger against Clayton Kershaw. I'm okay, going so to push on that. Yeah. You're going to push on that. Okay, so hitting. Hitters. Padres versus Dodgers. I'm going to take the Dodgers on hitting. I think they have better hitters. The Dodgers do have a better – they they do have better hitters. Their 1-9 because... is brutal. That's and... Ballinger. Good Lord. And I'm not – I mean, I'm talking also about their approach at the plate. The Padres, they've fallen in love with the home run, you know. The Dodgers are a more complete offensive team, in my opinion. Yeah, they definitely can They definitely can do it all. And they have a lot of players that are versatile, so they can play, like, multiple positions. So they're able to trot them out there, like, you know, every single game or every – you know, they're able to, to, uh, to get them in the lineup to get more at-bats. Absolutely. Uh, what, about, what about fielding? Fielding. You know, it comes, it, it, it comes, it comes, it's important. You know, it's important. I think it's, the Padres have better fielders. I don't know. I, I Honestly, they have flashier fielders, but that doesn't mean necessarily better, you I know? Can, okay. I can believe that. I can get yeah. on board with that. Cause it's like Javi Baez. I mean, is Javi Baez really a good defender? Like he's just a showboat. Somebody was trying to say that he's like one of the best base runners in the last like 50 years. You think I, that's true? I think it was Michael Wilbon because he said it was um, Ricky Henderson and yeah, Jay's dropping names like him. he's that exciting. He said he's that exciting to watch. That's well, that. you know what, Ricky Henderson, he was in control. I think Javi Baez plays reckless. I, I think he just plays with a reckless abandon about him, and you know you love him if he's on your team. That's, Is Yatiel Puig not on a team right now? That's no, a guy. Yeah. That's a that's a wild base runner. That guy's a wild base runner. There's there's a difference between exciting and agita inducing. And <laughs> what like, are you doing? Get back to the base. Right. <laughs> and you know what? Like Tyler Wade to the Yankees. He's super fast. He does not know how to situationally run the bases. <laughs> In the tenth inning, he got doubled off twice. Like, you're the extra runner. You can't get doubled off. It's literally Damn your it. job. Uh, okay, what about what about bullpen? Who's got the better bullpen, Dodgers or Padres? I actually think the Dodgers have a better bullpen. Dodgers do have a better bullpen, but what are you going to get out of Kenley Jansen? Yeah. That's the one thing. Because if you're, if you're not getting anything out of Jansen, everybody gets slot, slotted back in inning, and that throws everything off. But, Joe Kelly back from suspension yet? Uh, oh, Joe Kelly. Yeah, he's he's mean mugging in front of the mural in L.A. of his mean that's, mug. That's the best. That guy's the best. This guy's a gangster, man. I free, You know what? I love Joe Kelly. Like, you know, if he's a free agent. How about, wait, how about the Oakland Athletics, I think, are six or seven games ahead of the Astros? How is that happening? Well, the, the A's are a good team. Now, the problem with that is that they, they just lost Matt Chapman, their Doesn't best seem player. To bother them. I think they're going to keep on rolling. They only got another what week, two weeks? Yeah, they only have another week. But then this is when this is when the A's traditionally collapse. You know, once it becomes the postseason, 
Cinderella, your carriage turns into a pumpkin with the A's for whatever reason. Will, Same thing with will, the Twins. Will the expanded playoff help teams like the Twins and Oakland stay in the playoffs longer? I think they will. Honestly, I think you'll probably get a gimme series. Not coming out of the Central, though, because the White Sox are the White Sox are the real deal right now. How much like, would it piss Billy Bean off if he won the World Series this year? <laughs> oh my God. Like it would be that would be so See, awesome. It works. It works. My system, it works. Yeah. It were it, it works when you have a shortened season and the Astros are coming off a cheating scandal and they don't have Altuve and they don't have Verlander and you play in a terrible division. And That's you only play your division. They don't. They don't have those players, and they're only six games out. That's that's pretty impressive. It is pretty impressive, but you know, it's an indictment of the rest of that division. You know, the Mariners. Depoto doesn't know what he's doing. You know, I, I, does he want to sell? Does he want to youth movement? Does he want to spend like a drunken sailor in free agency? You don't think, think he knows what he's doing? Jer- Jerry needs to figure it out. Okay. You know, now it looks like he's starting to find a direction, but. He can turn around and go sign a free agent next year and blow it all up. Like this, Jerry Depoto just is an unstable general manager in my in my opinion. Billy Epler in with the Angels. Billy Epler needs to find a friggin' pitcher, like uh, one one pitcher. Just just show me that you know what a pitcher looks like. Such a disappointment. Another lost season over there. Unbelievable. It's 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 crazy. It's just crazy. It's crazy, and you really, uh, it's it's hard to believe. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Yeah, I mean, talent evaluation in terms of pitching is not great with Billy Epler. I mean, you brought in Julio Teron. You you bring in guys on make good deals to try and improve, like Matt Harvey. We're going back to Matt Harvey. You bring in guys <laughs> on a, it's a make good deal. Like whatever we get out of him, great. If we don't get anything out of them, it's the same as what we've had. I, I don't get it. You're, you got you're never going to win that way. You got the best player in baseball. You got probably what, um, after all this is said and done, Albert Pujols is, I think, seventh, sixth or seventh all-time in home runs. Um, he just passed long, Willie Mays. He's been, he's been there four or five years now. You guys, you guys can't even make the playoffs. It's a shortened season. You're fucking nine games under 500. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Even and Joe Madden can't fix this. Even you can't, Joe Madden can't fix this. No. You, you can't say, you know what? It takes Brad Osmus off the hook. It takes Mike Sosha off the hook. At, at some point, it's not the manager. You change the manager. You change the general manager. It, it's this group of players. You can't even be better than the Mariners. All right, I get it. You want to be behind at Houston Astros? Okay, that makes sense. They're they're world champs. The athletics? Come on. Now, it it really calls into mind question, you know? Like, the way they're better than the Rangers. The Rangers. The Rangers aren't even trying. The Rangers aren't even trying. They're not. I can't even name a player on the Rangers right now. Elvis Andrus, is he still there? I think he's still there. I would have said Todd Frazier, but he's back on the Mets. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But it it really calls into mind, like, if you're Billy Epler and you have this commodity in Mike Trout, 
do you pull a Derek Jeter and like he did with Giancarlo Stanton? Do, do you just, you know, here the contract is already done. Like, I don't think out there. Because then you're going to have nothing. You're going to have nothing. Yeah. The Marlins have nothing. The Marlins have not. The Marlins are building, man. Like all these guys that they got from these trades, they're you know they're getting their seasoning, and they're starting to come together a little bit. Granted, this is a shortened season, so it's one of those situations where this may not be a true representation. But well, they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, they make the and, playoffs. But well, I think. Thing. Well, I don't know. They should. I think they will. Yeah. Oh, oh, they more than likely will. I, I don't see the Mets catching them. I don't see the Phillies catching them. The Washington Nationals are in dead-ass last. But the Marlins, you know, winning builds confidence. And even in a short season, they're winning, you know? So you got to take it for what it is. I was surprised at the Twins. I kind of picked the Twins this year. I thought I thought this was a year. Orderezzi can't stay healthy. The, pit, the pitching is a, is a mess. Rich Hill... Uh, Rich Hill was a bad signing to begin with. You know, uh, he had a he resurrected his career in L.A. But if you look at his numbers outside of anywhere but the Dodgers, he's mediocre at best. And Josh Donaldson getting thrown out of the game for jawing with the ump and kicking dirt on home plate before he stepped on home plate, getting tossed and then forgetting that he didn't touch home plate before he got tossed. It's that, awesome. How does that run even count? You got thrown out of the game. <laughs> Josh, I just want to thank you for coming to the ballpark today. Yeah. So <laughs> you if, were I'm, if, if I'm Rocco Baldelli, I'm asking the ump, like, do I need a pinch runner to do the home run trot again to make sure it counts? Like, how does this work? Because you just Rocco Baldelli, I'm getting my head examined as soon as I leave the ballpark. Oh my goodness. You know, but the the twins are the twins, you know. They they had a similar situation with Paul Molitor. They had that one winning season, and then they bottomed out. They came back to reality. They are who they are, and they'll make the playoffs. But maybe they'll win around. Maybe they won't win around. the The Indians and the White Sox are still the class of that division. Mm-hmm. So, even with the Indians, even without Francona. Uh, even without Frank Hunt, they're finding ways to win. I mean, they have Shane and Bieber. And without Clevenger, no Clevenger. Yeah. But they have Shane Bieber. They trade. <laughs> they traded the right guy. Let's put it that way. And they weren't too broken up about it because the guys that they've gotten in recent trades are even better than Clevenger. So they were very willing to get rid of him. So it makes you wonder what's coming up the pipeline. Yeah. Baseball's and, so strange like that. And Tur- you, you have to be thinking like five years down the line if you're a GM. Especially with a a financially strapped team because you need to know, like, okay, this guy's going to come due. He's pitching well. I can't pay him. Yeah. And as you're starting to get older, we're paying for the past. We're not paying for the future. And is it really worth our while to pay for the past? Yeah. Understandable. It's a tough job being a GM, but, you know, churn off is a good job. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's do let's do uh let's do our picks. Um, just for uh the this weekend. Yep. So uh, first one, we got the Giants and the Bears. I'm gonna take the Giants to get the first win. I'm going with the Giants too. Okay. Then we got the Cowboys and the Falcons. I'm taking the Cowboys. Cowboys as well. 
And then I've got the Packers over the Lions. Packers as well. Oh, Packers roll. Remember, you were Debbie Downer on the, the Packers last weekend, by the way. You were Debbie I, Downer on their whole season. <laughs> well, you know what? It's still possible that they can bottom out. The same way that the, the Lions can actually rise to the occasion. They're, you know, Jamie Collins needs to stay in the football game and not hit the ref. You know, you guys oh, can't man, do stupid so, stuff. That was so bad. <laughs> That's just the most Detroit Lion thing that anyone has ever done. No, the most Detroit Lion thing is a swift drop in the touchdown. Drop oh, the go-ahead touchdown in the end. Zone. Yes. You make Mitchell Trubisky look like Jim friggin' McMahon. I give Stafford a lot of credit for staying there all this time and never at one point being like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, there's loyalty and then there's money. Money, money buys my silence. Yeah, he must have a really good shrink. <laughs> uh, okay, then I got I got the Titans over the Jags. I think the Titans go to two and zero. Jags finally lose. A lot of agreement this week. I'm taking the Titans. As well. I was eight and eight last week. I didn't do so well. I uh, was seven and nine, so I was off by one game. Okay. Um, yeah. Then we got I got the I got the Colts over the Vikings. I think the Vikings fall zero and two. I think the Vikings have a get right game this week, and they beat the Colts. Okay. Uh, Bills over Dolphins. Bills over Dolphins, yeah. Uh, what do you who? Uh, 49ers versus the Jets. I'm taking the 49ers, even though they won't be, they won't have Kittle. They won't have Kittle. They don't need Kittle. It's the Jets. <laughs> We're only going to fly half the team. We're only going to fly half the team to New York. We're worried about COVID. We'll be all right. Yeah, we're good. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, Rams over the Eagles. Taking the Rams as well. Then we got the Steelers versus the Broncos. Taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, Bucks over Panthers. That's going to be a tougher game than we think, but I think the Bucks can pull it off. That's going to be tough, but I, I def- I'm taking the Bucks as well. Uh, my upset special, I got the Washington football team taking out the Cardinals. Mm, that's, a, that's a good pick. That's a sneaky pick. Um, I'm they picking the Cardinals the- in that game, but... Yeah, that that any it could happen. That one's a toss up kind of game. Uh, man, I think the Chiefs roll big over the Chargers. Mike Pouncey out for the rest of the year. Center's gone. I think we might even get to see Herbert this weekend. It's going to be a long day in in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, it's, it's their turn to open it up. <laughs> I think I might pick up the Chiefs defense on fantasy waiver. Oh my goodness! Uh, Ravens roll over Texans. They put the hurt on them too. The Ravens are going to destroy the Texans. <laughs> and it's a question of who gets hurt. Is it going to be Watt, Johnson, or do they finally get Watson hurt? Or uh, Callahan. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, no. Maybe, O'Brien. Or O'Brien. Yeah. Maybe it's your bowl. <laughs> um, and then I think, uh, I think the Seahawks take care of the Patriots. Um, I don't think it's as close, but I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a really good game. Uh, the only thing that's really going to be outlandish about this game is Cam's post-game outfit. That black and yellow number from last week was atrocious. And keep up the good work, Cam. Yeah, I think I feel like people are kind of rooting for the Patriots a little bit in Cam. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's it's definitely it's definitely kind of mellowed out the hatred for the Patriots, but. You still have some diehards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, 
there's there's a lot of there's usually a lot of hatred for the Patriots, and I, I feel like you don't hear a lot of it anymore. And you have more people like saying, "Oh, Cam's doing good. Like Cam's, you know, playing well. They're playing well. You know, it's just it's just more of a positive outlook on their team than, oh, the Patriots or you know, we hate them. Hope they lose." <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of it's mellowing. It's definitely thawing a little bit, and that's kind of trans. The hatred's kind of transferred to Tampa Bay, even though Tampa Bay's won nothing yet. Yeah. Oh man, if they fall to zero and two, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is hey. round two of a sixteen round fight. Right, and we're losing huge man. right now. We're way behind on the card. All right, bringing Blaine Garrett. <laughs> oh my no no no! They're gonna go to Josh Rosen. Oh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, man. He's the X-Factor. He was sitting in the the stands. He was sitting in the stands with the game. Because they make the practice players, like, travel. The practice squad players travel. Hey, hats off to Tampa for picking him up because why not? I mean, the guy was a former first-round pick. Why not? It's worth it, you know? And it's what's going to happen to Mitch Trubisky next year. So that's perfect. Oh, Mitch Trubisky. He's so lucky he won that game. He is so lucky he won that game. They, they, oh god, the the bear. And did you see what Allen Robinson did? He scrubbed all his social media of being. Oh, he's to the done. Bears. He's done. He's done. I don't blame him. I'm out of here. Get me out of here. You know what? I'm. You know, I really don't give a crap about him. I don't give a crap about Allen Hearns. Like you made your money in Jacksonville, and you haven't done dick since. No. So you know what? Like. It, he, he, he he does put – if you look at his numbers, numbers-wise, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good receiver. He ain't great. He's, I'd say he's a second or third-tier receiver. Um, but you, br- you brought him in there. He wants to be there. So pay him to be there. And if he don't, then let him go. Trade him. Like, get yeah. rid of him. And I don't see – there's nothing wrong with that, you know. When a guy wants to play for you and you're terrible, what, what, like, what, what do you – what are you going to do? Are you going to get somebody else better? Even though everyone loves Anthony Miller. I don't see anything in that guy. No. I him last year. That was a disaster. No, he's hot garbage. David Montgomery's hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that, offense, fire. That, that offense is crap without Tariq Cohen. Oh, Tariq Cohen's another guy. Man, they're they're going to coast on that defense like they did. And Khalil Mack is going to, you know, continue to do what Khalil Mack does. And that leads us into the Monday night game. I think I'm going to take the Raiders over the Saints. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the Saints, but it would be really great if the Raiders won. (laughs) It It would would be be fantastic. You know what? Josh Jacobs is the real deal. And if they just keep with the running game, it's I think possible. Ruggs. I think Ruggs is going to be out yeah. um, for the Raiders. I think Mike Thomas is doubtful. I doubt he. I don't think he's going to play. Um, but here's I th- that stadium. It's a dome or is it outside? It's a dome, isn't it? It's a dome. Yeah. So Drew Brees is going to be okay. Drew Brees just can't play outside. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean if they, ever, uh, yeah, if they ever opened up that stadium, right. I mean, they would do. I mean, it's Monday night. It's a night game, so that it maybe if it's a retractable roof, maybe they would have the. It would open. Be in they like should the open 80s. it up just to mess with them. Yeah, it would be in the eighty. Those throws. Yeah. So. Ugh. Well, this yeah. has been the fade route with A and Z. Uh, you can catch our podcast every Friday night. Uh, pleasure speaking to you, brother. 
You too, man. If you want to join in on the conversation, get at us. Faderootmail at gmail.com. All right. Let's uh, talk to you next time. I'll talk to you next week and stay faded, guys. Thanks stay for getting classy. faded with us. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.